afternoon, everyone. Welcome to uh, the War Memorial Opera House uh, in San Francisco on May the 1st, 2016, for the last of the uh, repertory seasons of San Francisco Ballet. Uh, welcome to uh, today's Meet the Artist. Uh, I'm Martin West. I, am the, I have the privilege of being the music director and principal conductor of the ballet. What's going on? Oh, my band-aid's falling off. That's, there we go. How's that? Is that better? No, it's not. Tom, Bo, somebody. There we go. We've got a band-aid to fix it. It's good. There we go. Here we go. Thanks, Mom. That doesn't work. Is it working? Okay, good. So it's a very special Meet the Artist today. Uh, we're not going to just meet one artist, we're going to meet all the musicians of the San Francisco Ballet Orchestra. And uh, I'd also like to talk a little bit about the music that we're going to be hearing today as well. So instead of being meet the artist, it's going to be meet the music and the musicians, meet the M&Ms, as I like to call it. So today's uh, ballet uh, is Onyegin. Uh, choreographed by John Cranko and set to the music of Tchaikovsky. Now, it doesn't take a genius to look in a textbook and find that Tchaikovsky didn't write a ballet called Onyegin. But he did write an opera, Eugene Onyegin, which was tremendously successful, one of his most famous, famous operas, and it has some fantastic music, like this Polonaise, for instance. So uh, there's been many ballets written to music from operas based on the story of operas. And, but there's a big problem with doing that. And th really the biggest problem is that the operas were written for the voices and to have text. And so they're not always danceable music. And sometimes what takes three verses of an aria to say something quite simple can be said in one quick look on a ballet stage. And vice versa, sometimes in ballet it takes longer to get the emotions across. So, they're not always successful when you use the opera music. And so when John Cranko sat down with his music director, Kurt Heinz Stolzer, they did, took a very big and brave decision that they weren't going to use any music that Tchaikovsky had written for ballet, and nor would they use a single note of the opera Eugene Onyegin, even including that wonderful Polonaise which was actually written to be danced to. So, uh, he mined, Kurt, Kurt Heinz Stolzer, 
went and mined Tchaikovsky's works and to find music which was suitable to tell the story of uh, Pushkin's novel. And he found a lot of inspiration in the piano music of Tchaikovsky. Uh, he wrote much, many piano works. Some of them are well-known, some of them are not. And uh, he found one particular set of pieces called the Seasons, uh, the 12 piano pieces, which uh, one piece for every month of the year. And as you might imagine in Russia, every month is very different. So every, each one of those pieces has very different um, moods and characters. So I, I can't go through all of them, of course, but I wanted to just uh, introduce you to maybe one of them and to explain how uh, Stolzer was very clever in orchestrating the Tchaikovsky to make it sound like Tchaikovsky and to use the music as, uh, as, a, as a tool for telling the story. So the one I've chosen uh, is, comes in the, in the second act, towards the end of the second act. Lenski has a solo. He's uh, challenged his friend Onyegin to a duel, and he's left alone to contemplate his fate as he's awaiting the duel in the morning. And uh, Stolzer chose the, the, um, the, the number from the seasons called uh, Autumn Song, October. And he orchestrated it for two instruments which don't normally get solos. One was the viola, and one was the English horn. So I want to introduce you to, first, and first of all, because it's about the musicians as well, I'd like to introduce you to Yi Zhao, who is our principal viola player. And Mick, could you just play me just the first few notes of the solo, just so we have some idea? Would you mind? Okay, so you see, it's a very sad song. I wanted to ask E, why would you think he would have chosen the viola for this? Because normally, the solos in the orchestra would be in the violins or the oboes or things like that, not often in the, the viola. Um, I think uh, um, he made a very good choice. And, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, so this, uh, uh, this work is from uh, Tchaikovsky's uh, solo piano work. Um, Autumn song, and uh, from the title, you can imagine it's, uh, it's getting very cold in the Russia. And uh, it's a, uh, I think viola is uh, perfect to express this uh, uh, melancholic feeling um, to, into this music. Yeah. It's a very heartfelt sound, isn't it? Yes. And he, he chose another instrument. Could you pass the microphone to Marilyn? Would you mind? Uh, another instrument which has a similar sort of plaintive sound. Marilyn, I'd like to introduce Marilyn Coyne, who is our Prince Bronglay uh, yeah. player. Is this one? Oh, yes. Hello. There you go, speak away. Hello. <laughs> now, Marilyn, but before you start, when I just say the English horn is a very strange name for an instrument which is not a horn, is it? Well, it's neither English nor a horn. <laughs> so but it is a member of the oboe family, isn't it? Yes, it's just a larger oboe. Okay. There's a little oboe to say, to show. Right. So, Marilyn, uh, Yi is one of the uh, newest members of the orchestra. You've been here for uh, a number of years. Would you care to tell us how? I think about 6,000 or 7,000 now. Six, yes, <laughs> I know it feels like that, but... Uh, and you have another... Maybe you could pass the microphone back. Maybe you could play a little bit of your duet. Uh, oh, so, sure. So you some idea. So how skillful that uh, Stolzer was in orchestrating this thing. So you can imagine this was just a simple piano, piano piece for two hands. And he makes this wonderful piece out of it. Is it number 21?
so you can see it uh, totally tells the story of a, a very angst-ridden man. Um, and you'll see, uh, find out throughout the whole ballet how skillfully uh, Stolzer was in orchestrating it. Uh, uh, nearly, I would say, 70% uh, of the ballet was originally piano music, but you would never be able to tell from, from the way it's, it's written. Now, another great reason for using Tchaikovsky for, um, for the music of this ballet, not only was he Russian, but uh, there was no, because it's all about love and relationships, there was no composer better in the history of classical music than writing love themes. If you don't know, it was uh, from one of Tchaikovsky's most famous works, Romeo and Juliet, of course, about star-crossed lovers. Wonderfully passionate tune. I just wanted to spend just two minutes talking about why it's so passionate. Uh, Tchaikovsky uses a number of, of uh, techniques to make us feel longing and yearning. One of the things he does, first of all, is use notes that really need to go somewhere else. They can't stay where they are. We call them suspensions in, the, in music. Maybe if we did the first thing, the very first opening, but we didn't finish the, onto the A and just finish on the G sharp. See what happens, okay? And, ready? And. Okay. okay, just we'll do that once more. That wasn't quite right, okay? Bar before, and. You can't stop there, can you? You have to go. La da. Okay, so these suspensions, and he uses another technique in the horns. We have this sort of yearning figure. They almost say yearning, yearning. We have the horns, maybe those little bit. We go and. You see, thank you, and they and they never stop just like that. They don't. They never stop. <laughs> Once they get going, this yearning, you see how there's all oh, tiny, tiny, tiny. And Tchaikovsky uses another really important technique, which is what we call the sequence. And he takes a very simple phrase like this. And he uses that to ramp up the tension. And he does that by repeating the phrase once more, but this time a, a, a tone higher. 
What's going on? The captain is going on. Already, already we've got, we're, we're going up and we have the pedal there, it's, it's pulling each other apart. And then he repeats it and repeats it and repeats it and he makes it go quicker. And it gets quicker, and, uh, the, the, the steps go quicker and quicker. So by the time we get to the climax, we just can't wait any longer. <laughs> Here we go. See how he puts them all together. <laughs> now, of course, uh, the, the story of Tatania and Unyagin is all about love, but in this case, it's forbidden. At the end of the ballet, Unyagin arrives in Tatiana's bedroom and asks for her forgiveness, and more importantly, asks her to run away with him and leave her husband. Now, I don't want to spoil the story for those of you who don't know what happens, but we are left with a situation where we have two star-crossed lovers, as you were. But uh, as you probably imagine, the, the music for Romeo and Juliet is a little bit too passionate for someone that's really forbidden and not allowed. But luckily enough, Tchaikovsky wrote a fantastic tone poem on the subject of Francesca de Rimini, who um, was depicted in Dante's Inferno. She, uh, she fell in love with her husband's brother, her abusive husband's brother. And of course, they ended up in hell because it was all forbidden. And uh, so Stolzer and Kranko decided to use this music for the moment where Tatiana and Onyegin are left in the bedroom alone. And it starts off with a solo clarinet, with a kind of solo which doesn't really go anywhere. It meanders around. It's almost like it doesn't know where to go, like they don't know where to look. It goes a bit like this. We pass the microphone over to, to Natalie. That was played by our print, wonderful clarinet player, uh, Natalie Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie, I, I wanted to ask you because it's, a, it's an amazing moment in the ballet. It's very still. It's most, in, in music, it's very still. I wonder what it's like to feel uh, you've been playing this huge music and suddenly you're left all alone. All your colleagues stop playing. You've got 3,000 people listening to you. <laughs> what, what goes through your mind? 
Well, I think my first thought is something akin to panic because <laughs> the orchestra just, I mean, the bottom just drops out of it and it's just you. And I've, I've played this several times and it's still shocking and kind of jarring that you're just left all by yourself, just kind of strung out to dry. And then, I mean, once it gets going though, it's just such a beautiful solo. And, you know, my second thought is obviously like, don't panic. So it's a little hard to breathe when you panic. Is it, is it a difficult solo? It's not difficult technically, but it's difficult to make the phrases because it's so long. And it, it continues on, actually, for a few measures after where we stopped. And it's, it's just beautiful. I think the difficulty lies in just the, the transparency of it and that you're so exposed. You're just kind of you know, sitting up there at the top naked. So that's, that's the well, solo. You, she, never, she never makes it sound difficult, which is why I wanted to ask because uh, it always sounds so easy when you play it. So it's, uh, it's wonderful. Oh, thank, thank you, thank Natalie. You. So, <laughs> so after the, the clarinet solo, then the lovers kind of get together. And this is where I wanted to play this compared to the Romeo and Juliet. So Tchaikovsky makes this lovely tune out of very little. Just the violins, just for one bar if you could, yeah? Thank you. That could be, that, what could be more simple than that? But Tchaikovsky always, already is using the techniques that we, he used in Roman Juliet. He's about to ramp it up. He's going to do the step up. He's going to step it up four times. Each time, very quietly and intimately, not like in Roman Juliet. Maybe we have everybody from there, just from, from, from this is at B, the upbeat to B. And so you see, already we've had four iterations of this tension building. And then he uses the other technique. Remember the horns? Yeah, who could forget the horns? Yeah. But he uses the same technique, but this time within the, with the actual melody. So instead of having the horns going blaring out, so openly, he has it very intimately in the violins. Just the violins, the triplets, yeah. suspension and so on and so all these techniques he uses in this very simple tune and he makes this tune rather than uh, quite short as in Roman Juliet it goes on forever it never becomes anything or it seems not to so I don't want to spoil the whole thing by uh, by uh, telling you what happens at the end but let's just have an idea of how it fits together maybe take from B everybody shall we
okay. So you hear that whole tune, it just meanders around. It almost fulfills, then it doesn't. It has a sudden urge of, and then we get the suspensions, and all the time, the timpani is playing a very quiet E. What's he there for? He's there to remind us what the key is, where we should be, how far we're getting away from the path of righteousness, maybe. And we always come back, or do we? You know, in Dante, uh, in the end of uh, Francesca de Rimini, the uh, two lovers are left swirling in the circles of hell. Finishes like this. This is how the ballet finishes. <laughs> hoping to leave a few minutes for, for um, questions, but unfortunately we started a little late. So I maybe have time for maybe two questions. And if you have questions for the orchestra, please ask them, because I always answer questions. I get bored of my own voice. So does anybody have a question? It can't be for me. No, you're so down, dumbfounded by the... Uh... Oh, we have one. Oh, well, thank you. We, we love sharing our music. We love sharing music. We love playing for you. I'm so glad you could see their faces. They do have them. <laughs> the, orchestra, the orchestra have been celebrating their 40th anniversary season this year, as many of you might know. It's been a wonderful season. We had a wonderful concert, which we hope to try and repeat in not too distant future for you all. Uh, we thank you so much for your support. We really do. Without you, we, we couldn't do anything. So I want to say thank you. Thank you to the orchestra as well. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Thank you. <laughs>